Here we go. Welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 115115. If it sounds echoey in here, this is my new humble abode in Williamsburg, New York, in Brooklyn. Here we go. Fabulous. I was here. Well, actually, this is the spot where we launched the podcast in 2018. Fucking weird. I just realized that right now. What a fabulous time to be back and be alive. It is so amazing for those of you who have stuck with the pod since 2018 or you've listened to more than 10 episodes. Thank you. A lot of you know that I started my move back here during the fall. I have fully moved back to the East Coast. It is crazy, but my heart feels fulfilled. It feels like there was a slot that I might have been trying to fill back in Cali. And although California will always be home and Carlsbad and San Diego will always be my hometown, there's something magical here in Brooklyn and in New York City that I will never be able to explain. But I think if you lived here, you understand the je ne sais quoi. And if you visit here, you understand the magic and I'm back. I have to humbly say the move was very difficult. Um, At 40, it's different than moving here at 28, but I also loved a good challenge and I knew that I could convince my partner to move here. I have a new cat. His name is Shohei, like the baseball player, Otani. And I just said, you know what? If not now, when? And I want you to all ask yourself that question this week as well. We will be going through humble beginnings. So we revisit where we all were 10 years ago. And we will also figure out how to get the egos out of our life. And also, I've had a really hard time. While 80% of the people that lived here welcomed me back, there was a very small percent that it's so crazy how we focus on that small number. There was a small percentage, maybe it's much less than 20, but my analytical thinking likes to make it much bigger than it is. Um, There was a large group of people that didn't welcome me back. They didn't even write me back and or they wrote me sort of like slight slights in messages that were very weird, not behavior that I would do personally. But if you're going through the same thing in life where you sort of ask yourself, I would never behave this way. I can't believe that these people are acting this way. I think we are the same kind of people, right? Wabi sabi. We are under the realization that we are all trying our best. We are all here on this crazy planet together. So we may as well live with kindness and humility. We may as well live in the present moment because it's it's virtually all we have. And we may as well treat everybody the way that we wish to be treated and think maybe they're going through something. And that is something that I should practice is that last one. I thought maybe everybody would open their arms to me when I came back and that's not true, but it's cool. I mean, my own family, I have family members that I had so many expectations for the way that they would behave or act or react. And I was always disappointed. And I think a lot of times the humility that we possess inside of our heart, giving somebody the benefit of the doubt, taking the high road, 
realizing that not everything is going to pan out the way that you thought it was. It's all about humility. So when you think about your humble beginnings and you think about where you were five or 10 years ago and how far you have come now, you must reward yourself with the tiny wins. I no longer live on a very small street in East Williamsburg called Stag. I used to ride the train from Manhattan to the third stop in off the L at Lorimer and Grand. And I would walk about a mile or two into the inner city. And I lived across the street from the projects. And I always felt at home there. I actually kind of liked being gritty and poor and never making rent on time and teaching cooking classes at Brooklyn Kitchen and writing for Health Magazine or Prevention or whatever vice it was that month to try to make the rent of $800. I think I look back on that and say to myself, wow, I've fucking grown. Not the same person, but the same person. As Chris Rock says, you know, he might be a millionaire right now, but he has the broke mindset. So sometimes you just never change no matter where you are. And you should always love the hero's journey of the self-starter or the true self-made non-nepo baby. We've talked about this before on the pod. There's nothing wrong with being a nepo baby. Everybody should have the same insurmountable amount of opportunities in this world. But I do believe that when you see a hero's path, when you watch Shark Tank, most of those sharks are self-made. They have started rotating in some guests that I believe that may not have had super humble beginnings, but it's possible that the majority started from the bottom like you and I did. And if you didn't start at the bottom, then boy, are you lucky. Sometimes you need to realize when you hit the lottery and you need to be really grateful for that. I'm grateful for many things. One of them being, I had good parents. They focused on education. We weren't perfect. We fought a lot. We were an immigrant household. My parents made good money, but they also were very frugal. And they made me believe that we didn't really have tons of money when we were little. We always had just enough. And I'm proud to have been raised in a middle-class family that did really well educationally. We didn't have money or family money, etc. We didn't have multiple homes or vacation homes ever. But we had a lot of love, a lot of integrity. And the number one thing that my household really focused on was education. That's still the humble beginning that I stand by to this day. Now, if you watch Chris Rock's Netflix special, you'll see that he points out something that I've talked about on this pod for almost five or six years. He talks about how Americans are starved for attention and all they want is attention and they are addicted to it, which you and I know we talk about a lot. And the second part to that is we all know, here we go, welcome back to New York, the siren. We all know that he says there are a few things that are are problematic in our society at this time, and we talk about all of this. He says, you can become famous in multiple ways nowadays, and here's what they are. You can be completely scandalous. You can also, you know, get rewarded for really bad behavior. 
you could be excellent at what you do, which is what I'm striving for. And then I think the last one he said was that you could be really controversial. Like you could be one of those people that brings up a completely random, selective, anger-related topic and you just trigger the shit out of people. And he brought up Selena, Serena Williams when he talked about excellence. And it is so true. It's the one that's going to take you a lot longer. It's a lot harder. It is not instant. And I believe that if you listen to Wabi Sabi that you give a shit about Serena and you understand what excellence is and you understand that merit and respect are really important amongst your peers. Now, you don't have to be a perfect person. You don't have to be goody two-shoes. You can come as you are, flaws and all. But I certainly want you to all respect the self-made hero's journey when you hear it. I remembered being on a press trip in Atlanta in 2012. I worked with Woodbridge Wines. Here we go, Robert Mondavi. And he's fabulous. He's got a great immigrant hero story on his own. It was the first branding deal I had ever signed in about 2010 or 2011. And my amazing publicist, Alyssa Faden, was with me. And she and I traveled the nation giving out grants to people that started community gardens. Most of them, so impressive, were actually refugees. I worked with the IRC. I also worked with many refugees in person. They taught me about how their garden, whether it was in Dallas, Atlanta, Miami, etc., was what kept them going. Because where they were from, whether it was Ethiopia or Vietnam, they were growing their own food from their own culture. And to learn about this so young, around 28, 29 years old, was a blessing I also remembered on the trip to Atlanta that I said to myself, I, I don't have a lot of money. A friend let me stay and crash at her apartment. A, f- a few had because I just, I moved to the East Village into a fifth floor walk up next to a squat house on Avenue C and 12th. And I had, you know, like junkies and homeless people coming in and out of my building lobby next to the pizza shop. And I just, I knew I had to break that lease because it was just not good. So I crashed at two different girlfriends' places until I could afford my own place. And those ladies were lovely. Although one wasn't perfect, the other made up for it. And then I knew when I was on that press trip, with Woodridge Wines in Atlanta, while it looked like I was making a ton of money and it looked like I was rich and successful, I wasn't. I hid a lot from you because I always wanted to give off the persona with my own ego that I was doing really well. That was part of the hero's journey. So while there, I went on Craigslist. I found an apartment I could afford in East Williamsburg with a roommate, and I signed a lease with her. I moved in to 87 Stag. It was right off of the Lorimer and Grand stop, like I said. And I got fabulous wardrobe from Rebecca Taylor. I judged on Iron Chef for free. 
which was a blessing. I wrote Cook Yourself Sexy. The title was not up to me, but it's an excellent book. As you guys know, you should buy it. The recipes are delish. The roasted chicken with garlic is fabulous. The smoked tofu over toast is so good. And there's a roasted tomatillo salsa that is delish. I also wrote for every publication, mostly for free. Health Magazine paid me. The Brooklyn Kitchen paid me. Every gig like that was $100 or $200 a pop. I saved. I did not get paid for Iron Chef. I did not get paid for TV appearances. I barely made any money off of my books. I couldn't afford furniture. I bought a dresser at a flea market. I used my mother's old curtains from Connecticut when she was young because by that time they were vintage and cool and hipster. I dated an FBI agent and a couple other random men when I lived there. It was wild. It was a really amazing time in my life. I couldn't afford to even pay cable to my roommate. So I just told her I would never watch TV. Rachel, I think I watched TV twice, but it was all very quickly in secret. But I just knew that if I could afford one bed and one mattress, like one bed frame, the cheapo wire one, I would be okay. And I saved and I cherished things that I did have, like that dresser and those curtains. And I bought one bed and I made shit work. And that was the very beginning of my first stable place in New York. So since I was lucky enough to move back here over the past few months, humble beginnings means that you never forget where you started, right? So I went back to that apartment at 87 Stag and I saw the old neighborhood slightly gentrified but slightly not and I enjoyed walking up to that building showing it to my partner and saying I used to live here used to love it still do it was next to the projects I owe my roommate a debt of gratitude because she was a great roommate and I made shit work and it was 10 years ago and it was so weird to think that Williamsburg was mine 10 years ago and it was mine right before I left I did a lot of time in Manhattan in between there and I had said to myself I value the humility and the grace and the scrimping and the saving and the barely getting by doing every odd job I could to pay rent in that tiny room in the tiny apartment no car no furniture, a broke-ass writer. And if you saw on my Instagram stories, there's a picture of me in front of the building. I never forgot my humble beginnings. I didn't have an easy start. I'm grateful for having wonderful parents who put food on the table and who told me that education was paramount. But I also had a tiger mom who told me I could never make it in food. Then to say I'm going to become a writer in New York City was just a fool's game, right? Like what 28-year-old would fucking move in 2010 with one suitcase blindly to the East Village? 
I didn't have a job lined up, didn't know many people here. I trusted after Top Chef that Cynthia would be a guiding light for me. And I decided to go. So if you are teetering on a dream right now, I only share this 13-year-old story because I know that it took me a long time to get to where I'm at. So you can't compare my 13-year journey to your start. Or if you're pivoting and changing careers right now, I want you to think deeply about where you want to be. I see too many adults these days trying to change careers and they say that it's too late, but it will never be too late. It will always be up to you to decide where you want to take your journey. And as I like to say, on Friday, I'm going to try to post a really good video for you. Happy Women's Month, no, Women's History Month. Maybe I'll post it on Thursday. It really depends. But I wanted to hype you guys out. I wanted you to know that it wasn't easy. I don't come from money or fame or nepotism. The only thing that I had in my advantage was an education, skills, and maybe that tiger mom and immigrant Polish dad, grit. My parents made it and I knew that I could too. And they knew I could too. And that is why they were so hard on me. If you come from an immigrant family, you know what I'm talking about. Take a deep breath in. Take a deep breath out. You can hear the train. That's the JMZ across the Williamsburg Bridge. The rumbling is a humbling reminder of where I came from and where I'm going. Because all day, every day, there are spirits and souls across New York City and Brooklyn trying to figure out where to go. And you know what, guys? In the end, we're all going to the same place. So you may as well be kind. So here's the part of today's pod that's a little bit more difficult when I don't even want to bring this up, but for my own self-development, I will bring this up. Okay, so while moving here, not everybody communicated with me seamlessly. There wasn't an even, hi, how are you? Welcome back from multiple people. There were some crickets. And then there was also some really weird communication from people. There were egos that were thrown at me. And I almost didn't know what to do because I was so shocked that I didn't see these egos in my industry of wellness, publishing, media, beauty, fitness. I didn't see a lot of these. People should be grateful if they have a platform behind them, pushing them out the gate. I have never had that. My hands on my heart. People should be very grateful when they have a machine behind them. They should be grateful if they come from a family that gives them money. They should be grateful if they are married or partners with somebody. Maybe they even have an investor. My hand is on my heart. I have never had that. And while I always ask God to bring me some sort of miracle in the seven books I've put out there, I've also realized that maybe my calling is to be of service to you 
and to not worry about the exterior things that other people have and the things that I don't have. That I will remind you that some people are extremely lucky in this life and you cannot compare your journey to theirs. Because when your time will come, and it will, be certain of that, you will know that your journey was a beautiful story that you can live to tell. And that story and that hero's journey is your golden ticket because you will be the only person who will have a multitude of experiences to share with others. And until you get to your 40s, you may not even see or feel that yet. So don't worry. Worrying is wishing for what you don't want to happen. I also humbly want to say that I am grateful to each of you when you write to me, when you cheer me on, when you write a five-star review, when you write a review on one of my books. I read every single one of these, the haters and the lovers, and I take each of them to heart. And I really thank you. I feel like I'm one of the last people that actually gives a shit about you and your best interests and I have an ego too. It's not like I'm without one. I have had to check myself and boy, have I learned a million lessons. As my mother says, you know, Candice, you are doing things kind of the hard way and always do that. You are learning the hard way. Okay, me and your father, we are sick of getting your mail here. Stop sending the bill. Look at the taxes. Oh, did you get an email from Geico? Oh, yeah, I got a bill from Geico. Oh, yeah, let me open it. Okay, this is a good one. Okay, don't even worry about it. Okay, did you pay your bill? Maybe Edison sent you the last bill for LA. Okay, Mom. Won't send mail there anymore, which is a huge fib. I probably will send mail there forever. Because who stays at a goddamn permanent address besides a baby boomer? A baby boomer. I mean, come on. My mom and I have those deep combos, and we still do. And she said, Oh, yeah, maybe wait a few months and you might hate New York. <laughs> okay, whatever, Mom. But I'm good. I've got everything I need here. I have way less stuff than I've ever had. I got rid of a lot, as you know, in the last few podcasts. But I wanted to say to all of you to keep going. Remind yourself of where you were 10 years ago. Can you remember? Do you remember where you were just five years ago? And are you at a place where you were able to grow and start to see the egos around you? You don't need to react to somebody's ego. You don't need to expect that they are going to write to you the way that you thought they were. I don't need to expect that people are going to be here for me with open arms. I have enough love from Stephanie and Courtney and Crystal and Dana and Meredith and my close friends, Janelle and Barry and my partner and my cat. And then there are just, there's like an amazing Rolodex of old friends here that I'm dying to reconnect with. And thank you for reaching out to me. You guys have no idea, my hands on my heart, how much that means. I don't even think my friends listen to this podcast But if you do, you're fucking awesome. (laughs) I want you guys to know we're hiring three positions right now. A culinary assistant, 
an admin assistant, and a PR, public relations professional. All three are part-time, but they're all part of the book launch. April 27th, one of my favorite fans, Sandra, who lives out in Chicago, told me that my book is actually on pre-order right now. So you can pre-order it on Amazon, uh, excuse me, Audible, Audible Originals. It's called Spirited. And I'll tell you more about it, but it's a journey through ancient Buddhist practices for modern day times, and it focuses on spirituality and wellness. So the new sector of life I'm moving into is tapping into my heritage and the Buddhist ancestry that I had always buried because I was embarrassed to be Asian as a child mostly because I got teased for the way that I looked and who I was and where my family came from. And I no longer feel that way about being Japanese. It took me 40 years to be grateful for my ancestry. It took me interviewing Nagasaki survivors. And it took me burying my own grandmother, the matriarch of our family, to understand where I come from is who I am and there is no shame. I don't need to hold on to kids that made fun of me from first grade through high school. That is another story that I'll tell mostly in the new book. But I'm really excited to go back on the Today Show, GMA, write for the magazines, Call me if we work together. You know I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you to reach out. So reach out. Even if you work from afar. There are three positions here, but they're mostly for New York or Brooklyn. So maybe move here if it's your dream. Don't let the fear of failure or the fear of becoming who you are hinder you from your dreams because I did that for too long. I also am really grateful to everybody who has been part of this journey. And when you sign up for the newsletter, we are really going to try to hook you up with some freebies for the new book. So thank you. My Instagram has been filled with a lot of love lately. There's a fabulous hairstylist named Eduardo who's been sharing that he signed with the new agency in New York. And that's the kind of stuff I love, Eduardo. So thank you for writing to me. Because when you come to New York, your life will light up. It will not be perfect. But the hero's journey only begins when you put one foot in front of the other and you just start living. So please, never let your fears get in the way of your big, beautiful dream especially if you're a child of immigrants, if you are a woman or you are a marginalized voice. I stand with you. I'm a weirdo, a freak, a fucking psychotic person. And if I can do it, as my mother says, if Candice can do it, why not? You can do it too. Thanks, mom. Next week on the podcast, we're going to keep it juicy and keep you pumped and I'm going to be your biggest hype girl for the rest of the year. Keep shining bright. Sign up for the newsletter now. Share this pod with a few friends. 
And don't forget to write about how much you love it. I will repost on stories. I'm really grateful, you guys. I am happy to be back. I know that this honeymoon phase will not last forever. But just know that when you follow your dreams, I think that life will be good to you. But also, it will teach you many lessons along the way to make sure that this is really what you want. Keep in mind to be present and open and be kind to others. Expect far less. Know about the human ego. Read A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Read, what is the other one? The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I have cut my consumption down of the weed gummies, so you'd be proud of me and my memory. I think it's also important to know thyself. So if you are single, what a gift for you to learn. And if you are with a partner, embrace and love. Humility is a place of grace that not many will experience in life. But when you see another one, it takes one to know one. So keep shining and be good to others. The ego is okay, but do not let it consume your life. Be present and be still like water, as Bruce Lee says. Keep the focus on the good. Let go of the rest. Have a beautiful week, friends. And thank you for your Instagram comments on our special posts. We work hard on them and we take massive pride and integrity in every project that we do. Here we go. Wabi Sabi.